wonder what kind of week you've had this week. I've been uh, preparing this sermon and thinking about today. And as, uh, as Simon mentioned, I'm doing a placement with Sutton while I explore a call to ordination. And uh, preparing this sermon, I found myself feeling really nervous about coming here today and doing this and preaching to you guys. Because while I've been on my placement, the doors have been shut, services have been online, only, only private prayer has been happening indoors. Maybe you've seen the video uh, where Simon and Louise interviewed me, maybe you haven't. And, and I just thought, I haven't had a chance to experience how a service happens here. And I was thinking, oh, what if I say something wrong? What if, what if I stand in the wrong place? Or, or what if I do something that's disrespectful to, to different traditions? And I thought, oh, I was getting myself all stressed out. And it reminded me of, of when I was uh, going to go meet my partner's parents, Erin, uh, her mum and dad. And I was thinking, because I, I, I got all nervous then about meeting them. And they live over in France. Uh, so when, when it was to go meet her parents... They were in, they were over there, and it was we were going over there and spending a week, a whole week with them. And on on the, I think it was the first or the second day, we went out on a trip canoeing. And uh, while I was passing some equipment to to Erin's mum, I tripped and and fell, and uh, kicked Erin's mum in the face, and gave her a, gave her a big fat lip. And that was that was her first impression of of the person who's going out. <laughs> out with their daughter so so my prayer this week has been ah jesus please don't let me fall over and kick anybody in the face or (laughs) do anything that i shouldn't be doing or saying just just be with me and help me and it's it's been a really busy week for me as well i work with homeless people and we've launched this new project to house people and it's it's working with different organisations, housing associations, charities and the council. And we're all coming together and we've all got different priorities, different things that we need to be doing, different pressures. And just people have just been rubbing up against each other. And it's been my job to, to remind people of what we're doing. We're here to help homeless people. We're here to get them housed and that's, that's what we're doing. So that, that's been my week. Shall we open up in prayer? Father God, I surrender this morning over to you now. And I ask that you meet with each and every one of us here this morning. Help us to draw near to you. Father, I ask that you speak through me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. One of my favourite books in the Old Testament is the book of Isaiah. And in our Bible verse today... We heard an announcement, and the announcement was there is a Redeemer, and He is coming. He's coming to proclaim liberty. He's coming to set free the captives. He's coming to break open the prison doors, break the chains of the bound, and proclaim the year of the Lord, which means this is a new era, an era of blessing. And we hear a lot in the news about the new normal. Well, this new normal of an era of blessing, of being set free, sounds pretty exciting to me. And then we come to our our other Bible verses from the book of John, chapter 1. And and just before our first Bible verse, it, it talks about creation, doesn't it? 
in the beginning was the word and then we get to, to our Bible verse about John and smack bang in this middle of this out of the world cosmic birth story of creation is John interrupting the story and in this interrupting John is described and he's described not for who he is but for who he's not he's not the light but he's come to bear witness to it to testify to it and then we jump to to verse 19 and John himself answers I'm not Elijah I am not the Messiah and as John answers these questions he does identify himself he identifies himself in through and by his relationship with Jesus he's basically saying I'm the one who's pointing to Jesus I'm the one to say look it's Jesus he's here it's the Lamb of God it's the Christ it's the Saviour it's the image of the invisible God he's here and I wonder when I read that I was thinking how would I answer the question if someone said to me who are you would I answer that question to say, I'm the person who's pointing to Christ. That's who I am. That's my identity. And it, it really challenged me. And I was thinking, what does all this mean for us today, living in these unprecedented times? And to call it a difficult year would be an understatement. It's really, really difficult. And I think back 12 years ago to a time before I knew Jesus. I was an 18-year-old lad, and uh, my life felt particularly dark and difficult at that time. When, when I was a kid, both my parents were drug addicts. Um, they, they, they were heroin addicts, and life was hard. There was chaos, trapped in addiction. There was violence. There was mental health stuff going on. And it, it was just, it was just, yeah, just felt really, really dark. And I was, a, I was a young lad suffering with PTSD from all of this, this upbringing. And I I just felt like giving up, to be honest. And if I'm being perfectly honest, it had crossed my mind whether to to give up and and just to take my own life. And I remember I was walking in a part of Liverpool called Tewbrook, where where I'm from. And it's a rough part of Liverpool. And I was a young 18-year-old lad on the street. And I had a a couple of big dogs with me as well. And I was approached by a lady... And this lady was very, very different to me. She was a different age, from a different place, a different culture. She hadn't experienced what I had experienced in life. She didn't know what it felt like to be me. And she came over to me and she she looked at me and she said, are you okay? And I remember thinking, this is the first time someone's asked me that question and wants the answer. It's the first time someone's, not just as a greeting, but genuinely wants to know, am I okay? And I wasn't okay. And I broke down crying in the street and I said, I'm not, I'm not okay, I'm hurt. And this has happened and that's happened and this has happened. And unpacked all of this stuff that was going on for me at that time and all of this chaos. And she listened and she cared. She, you could see she genuinely cared to what, to what I was saying. She left me with this card. And it had information about the church on it. About St Andrews, the church I go to. And about a time they were praying for people there. 
And I remember going home and thinking, wow, this woman has got something that I want. I don't know what it is, but there's something about this person that I want. I want what she's got in my life. And I remember going to the church with this invitation and, and being met there by people. And I had loads of questions, loads and loads of questions um, about, about life. And like, well, where was God when this happened? When, when I was at home with no food and I was watching my mum smoking heroin, where was God? Or when I, when I had to go out and rob the co-op to get some food for myself and my mates, where was God then? Or when I was getting beat up and this was happening to me, where was God? And I had all of these really, really profound, difficult questions I was asking. And she didn't know the answer, this person. She didn't have the answer to those questions. And she didn't need the answer. She just pointed me towards Jesus with her love and her kindness and to say, Jesus loves you. And that really, really helped me to, to heal and, and to realise, you know, I can unpack these questions over a period of time, but I don't have to do it on my own now. And a massive part of, of my journey of faith is, is the fact that I believe Jesus came into my life, ripped open the cell that I was trapped in, broke the chains off me and set me free. And I've seen miracles in my life and my family's lives and family members being healed and my mum being healed of addiction and doing absolutely fantastic things now. And it's, it's, it's nothing short of a miracle. And that for me, I've built a foundation on that of, of my faith and my journey with Jesus. But preparing this sermon really helped me to see the significance of that person who pointed me to Jesus, who didn't have the answers, who, who wasn't responsible for, for healing me or for, for going through it all, but to just say, look, there's Jesus. Look, there he is. You're not on your own. Look, there's the light. And this year has been such a tough year for so many people with the pandemic. And I wonder about everyone who's who sat here and, and how the pandemic has impacted you. I wonder if it's impacted you financially, if you've had to stop work or if you've been furloughed or if it's impacted your family members in that way or, or maybe you've just had to isolate for a very long time and you're just a bit lonely and you're worn out with it all and it's, it's difficult and the pressures. Maybe it's impacted you in a way that I don't know. I don't know how to express or say or acknowledge. Well, what I want to, want to say to you guys is, look, it's Jesus. He's here. He's with us now. And you don't have to go through all of this on your own. And the season of Advent is often described as one of preparation. And John reminds us of pointing to even the tiniest light and saying, look, look, behold, it's the Lamb of God. He's here. And maybe in us preparing just means we need to adjust our eyesight a bit so that we can see the light even when it feels like there's none. 
And you know, when, when you share that peace and you share that light with people and you say, look, it's Jesus, it brings a peace into their life. It brings a presence of God into their life. And God is able to transform that person and begin a journey with them. So I just want to encourage each and every one of us as, as we, we journey through Advent and we look forward to Christmas and spending time with our families and, and celebrating the birth of Jesus. As you're journeying with, through this time, with the people that you're mixing with, your, your group of friends or, or your work colleagues or people in the community or your neighbours, I just encourage you to, to have that, that time to say, look, there's Jesus. And I encourage you all to, to, to pray about it when you get up of a morning, to pray, Jesus, give me the opportunity. Give me the opportunity to say to people, look, there's the light, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. So many people this year have got all of their Christmas decorations up really early. And I remember walking around in November and seeing all of these Christmas decorations. People are hungry for something to look forward to. They're hungry for a light. And I just pray that we, we get the opportunity to share our faith through that with those people. And I'd love to just lead us all in a, in a response today to, to what we've heard. So if I could just ask everyone to, to close your eyes for a moment. And as your eyes are closed, I'd just like you to picture Jesus in front of you. What does he look like today? What expression has he got on his face? What's he doing? Has he got his arms open in front of you? Is he, is he reaching out his hand to you? Is he doing something else? And just keep him focused on Jesus in this moment. Jesus, I ask that you speak to us. Help us to see that you are the light of the world. Show us how to be a people like John. A people who point to you. And over this Advent period, Jesus, I pray that you put people in our paths that we can witness to. That we can say, look, it's Jesus and Jesus, I just thank you for being with us. You know each and every one of us. You know our hearts, our minds, what we're going through. And I pray that you just meet with us now and fill us afresh with your peace. In Jesus' name, amen.